This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Well, welcome to Your Next Step. You know, Your Next Step is a ministry of The Church Next Door. And the church next door, our mission is to move people closer to God. That means every day what we're working on is sharing the message of Jesus Christ, inviting people to be disciples. And we want you to know that God loves you and to get into a relationship with him. And he is the only thing, God is the only one who has the power to set you free of sin. Well, today on Your Next Step, we're talking about Christmas time and relationships. And that means we need to have a relationship with God. You know, our vision at the church next door is meeting you where you are the Jesus way. It's why we have a radio broadcast and a podcast. We know that you have a busy life, so how do you connect with Jesus? Well, we have digital platforms right here for you so you can meet with Jesus every day. We want you to open your Bible. We want you to listen uh, as we talk about what God is doing in the world today. You know, Today on Your Next Step, we're going to talk about the relationship with God, but how many of us in our culture feel lonely right now. The research from Barna and others uh, indicate that we are lonely and that we, we feel this, this tension and this stress. So how do we get connected with God? Well, we're going to show you today. We're going to look at the Word of God and, and Jesus' advice and how He brought us closer to God. Don't waste any time. Get right in and listen to what God is going to do for you today. He's going to help you draw close to Him. Join us as we pray. Listen to the Word and be encouraged. This is your next step to listen with us today, right here on this broadcast. We need love, don't we? We need to know that there's other people that value us and that we need to know that that we're important. That's what that's part of being in church. It's part of being with God's people. That's part of what it is. And that's what we're talking about today. We're we're talking about relationship. We're talking about the Christmas time is one of those times when you and I want to lean into relationship. You know, grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads, they're always like, oh, I hope to get to see you at Christmas, right? Because they, they want that relationship. They want that connection. And see, behind the story of Christmas is God felt that way about you and about me. See, God knew that the relationship was broken. And so God said, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to put on human flesh. I'm going to live among you. And that's what Christmas is about. Christmas is a celebration that God loved us so much that he said the broken separation between us and him needed to be solved. And so he said, you know what? I'm willing to be human. I'm willing to know what it's like to be cold. I'm willing to know what it's like to be hot. I know I'm willing to be to, what, to know what it's like to be hungry. That's what God said. This is God's testimony about how important you are. When you think about it that way, think about it. See, in every relationship, every relationship is tested by what you're willing to go through for the sake of the other, right? 
And so God said, I'm willing to be hungry. I'm willing to be tired. I'm willing to know what it's like to, to, to walk on a dusty road. I'm willing to know what it's like to be rejected, to be spat upon, to have his beard pulled out. I'm, I'm willing to, to feel the total rejection of the cross so that the Messiah could give you a relationship with God. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is, is about this very real tension that every relationship feels of the give and take and the love and the, the power of it. And so for you and I to talk about Christmas time and not realize that and, and realize how important relationship is to God, how important you are to God and how important I am to God. See, that's why we have to take a little bit of time at Christmas time to think about that. Yeah, there's people that don't believe in God that are helping their neighbors, but, but guess what? They're rubbing elbows with the church. They're finding out about our why, what gives us meaning and purpose. What about us establishes the, the moral code that says, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do. See, see it's, it's, it's a biblical worldview. And right now, in these shaking times, in these topsy-turvy times that you and I live in, your relationship with God and how you behave becomes extremely important to the world around you because you're rubbing in the midst of the shaking, and that's why it's important. So as we talk about Christmas time, as we unpack these relationships, as we think about that, I wanted to take just a moment of your time because some of you don't know our mission and vision as a church, okay? The mission of the church next door is to move people closer to God. That means Every day, we want to look for ways to help people begin to imagine that God's love might be appropriate for them. To help them imagine that this world didn't just happen, but that it was designed intentionally. It, it's in perfect harmony. The way the, way the sun and the, and the moon and the stars and the earth rotate and sit on its axis is just too perfect. It's too much like art. It's too much just to imagine that it just happened perfectly. We have to believe in a designer. And that God has, wants a relationship with us, okay? Now, our vision is to meet people where they are the Jesus way. What, what that means is the way we move people closer to God is we show up the way Jesus did. See, Jesus stepped into our world in human flesh. We talked about that just now. And so what you and I want to do is every day we get up and we go to school, we go to work, we go into the community, we go into different places, we go into relationship, and you and I, in those relationship, we're wearing our God worldview. We're wearing who we are because of what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. That's what it means to be a Christian. Because my worldview changed the moment that I believed in God exists, but then it got even tighter when I said I believe that, that a God that would show up and die for me is exceptional and worthy of my love, worthy of my devotion, worthy of my worship, worthy of my time. You realize there is no other God like that. I, I challenge you. Compare all the religions of the world. They do not have a God that would die for you. They, they, have, they have lots for you to do. What God has for you is a relationship. He says, 
Know that you're valuable. Know that you're loved. Receive my grace. And out of that grace, you'll be transformed. And you'll, you'll respond to the world around you differently. Yes, you will do things a whole lot differently because of that relationship. And see, this is what's going on as, as we look at that. Now, because we're supposed to show up and impact our world every day, what's incumbent upon us is to understand our world, to think about our world, to, to, to look at our world. Uh, recently, I got an email from Barna. Barna is a Christian organization that does statistics, and, and they, they, they follow what's going on in our culture. And they said loneliness is a growing problem in the United States. How can that be? How can loneliness be a problem in the United States? We're, we're the most developed culture in history. We have hot and cold running water. We have resources like no other group of people. How can we be lonely? I mean, after all, we're very digitally connected, right? You could see things that I'm doing every day, and, and yet we're lonely. Yet you and I have been through a, a, a series of events that's actually challenged us that it's probably not healthy for you to be around other people. And then you and I have to say, well, hold it. It's not healthy for me to not be around people either. There's another side to that coin. Is there, is there not a way that I can be around people and do that healthily? Yes. What we're saying is this. We're saying that we were designed for relationship by our Creator. He wants a relationship with us, and we need a relationship with one another. And so in the difficulty of all relationships, we got to figure out how to have those relationships, right? And what Barna is saying is that right now our world feels very alone. And you and I need to be honest. We've taken steps, and at times we've agreed to those steps that, that increase the loneliness factor in our world. And that's wrong for you and I, as Christ followers, not to step in to that loneliness gap. Not to somehow say, well, what would Christ Jesus have me do about that? So what's interesting is you, as you look at it from Barna, he says, 19% of boomers report feeling lonely for at least some of each day. So boomers, okay? You know the boomers, right? We, we, we tend to, to feel that 18%. What's interesting is Generation X the number rises. So as you get younger, they feel more lonely. This doesn't make sense to me. 33% of the time for Gen X and 46% of the time for millennials. Now hold it just a second. They are the most connected of any generation. They actually know how to use every app on their phone. You understand what I'm saying? And yet they feel lonely, and yet you and I are told, well, the, the key to your loneliness, of course, is just a, another one of those apps, you know, you can meet somebody. But what you and I both know is this, the ultimate goal of, of any matchmaking app is not to have a virtual relationship. Hello? Right? The reason you go on a matchmaking app is so that someday... You might get to see the person, maybe go to dinner. Woo, maybe we can hold hands. We'll stop there. We're in church, right? See, don't, don't, we, we've, we've actually bought into an idea in this time that somehow we can have a virtual relationship. And be clear on this, I am not against the virtual world. We've invested more time, more energy, more money into being a church that's 100% digital and 100% personal, in person. Both and. 
See, we've lived in an extreme for a period of time saying that somehow the, the, the digital can replace the relationship. No, it's a supplement to it. It may be a part of it, but it is not all there is to it. Because you and I, we love hearing one another's heartbeat, don't we? We love seeing one another smile and feeling the presence of what, like just, 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 just a moment ago when we were singing, and, and, and I know it's wonderful online, and we want you to watch online, we're for that, okay? But man, to hear your voices in this room next to me, it, it lets me know that, that I'm not the only one who wants to welcome the Holy Spirit, right? See, there's something about community. There's something that we need to do. And yet our world keeps trying to, to meet that loneliness need in other ways. Did you realize that, now, now be clear on this, I'm for you having pets. My father is a veterinarian. I can promise you I've had more pets than you've ever imagined. Of greater, I've had a pet pig. I've had cows, horses, multitude of different kinds of dogs and cats. I even had a pet skunk. Yeah, and you thought your reptile was cool. Skunks are much cooler. You want to watch the neighborhood run when you walk your skunk? <laughs> we actually lived in a, in a suburban neighborhood when we had the pet skunk. Oh, man, that was so much fun. You know, that's one way to keep people away, have a pet skunk. I digress. My point is, we live in a world, 67% of Americans have at least, 67% of households have at least one pet. We're trying to, to, to connect with something. And can I just tell you, as much as I love pets, and it's biblical, it's biblical for me to say to you that you are designed to have a relationship with animals. That's what Genesis tells us. But you were meant to be above them. They're not equal to you. And, and so can I just... Listen, you are the power broker with your cat. I'm sorry. You think they run the house, but you really are in charge. You know what I'm saying? If you have a, if you have a, a pet in your home, you are in charge. You are the power broker. I realize if you have a, a, a big cat like the crazy people on Netflix, please don't do that. You, can, I, can I just say, if you have one of those large cats, you know, <laughs> A lion or a tiger, you may think you're tiger king. All I know is this, okay? Ultimately, you can put it in a cage. See, in, 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 in the secular world, in the workplace, if we talk about someone having the power like that, it's sometimes dangerous, isn't it, to the relationship? What happens is when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, He is the power player in the relationship. And he levels out your relationship with all other humanity because he says all human beings are valuable. You know, people tell me, things, they're, they're like, you know, Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. Baloney. Come to the church next door. Look around you right now. Look around you. See their profile. <laughs> you see people of multiple age ranges. You see people of, of, of an unbelievable background in terms of religious background and ethnicity, they've all been brought together, what, under the umbrella of Christ Jesus. This is not a new phenomena for us. We've, we've been, this is part of who we've been for a very long time. That's a lie. It's a lie that Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. It just keeps being repeated. Don't buy into it. Say, it's not my experience. My experience is to be loved 
to be valued because I'm a human being. See, and what's happened is this. We have an increasing number of people who feel lonely. What happens if you watch any nature documentary? What, what, happens, what happens if they get you separated from the herd? You're vulnerable. And see, what's going on is we, we, have, we have individuals and we have a culture that keeps telling us, you feel lonely, you are lonely. And, 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 and the next thing you know, Satan, the evil one, tries to convince you that no one loves you, that you're not valuable. And, and he's trying to separate. Why? So he can destroy you. But you and I have a different worldview, Right? Because we, we know Christ Jesus. Because we've come to believe that, that, that the world that's so beautiful as it is, and it, it as creative as it is, and, and beautiful in design as it is, it didn't just happen. So now that I know God, and as I get to know God, and I recognize that my relationship with Him is, is largely determined, established through that relationship through the Messiah, Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. That's how I got to, got to really feel Him in the flesh and the blood and through that. And so because I know Christ Jesus, now I know this. Number one, I know where I can came from. That's my origin. Number two, I, I know what the meaning and purpose of life is. It's about connecting with that God and, and people around me under that salvation that comes through Christ Jesus. And then it establishes for me what's right and wrong, how I treat one another. And then finally, my ultimate destiny. See, that's the worldview that you and I have, and that's what Christmas celebrates. Christmas is a celebration that, that you and I know the living God through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We know where we came from. That's origin. We know what our meaning and purpose is. That's meaning. We know how right and wrong, morality, and then finally, we know our ultimate destiny. Folks, that's the ultimate relationship, and that's what, that's what we interpret our life and the way we relate to the world around us in. See. Now, when you and I look out at the world around us and we see that they're lonely, you and I have the answer. It's as simple as Lynn looking at me and saying, I love you. <laughs> it's as simple as you looking at your neighbor and saying, I'm so glad you're my neighbor. I love being a part of this neighborhood. I enjoy being a part of a community like you. See, that's part of it. That, that celebration, it comes out of your relationship with God. We have answers for our generations. You have answers for your generation, but you have answers for the generation above you and the ones that are younger than you, whoever you are. You have answers because of your relationship with God. And, and Jesus, if we're doing this the Jesus way, he shows us how to do it. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 37, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd, separated from the herd, vulnerable. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Do you hear Jesus just, just plea with the disciples? He said, guys, can you not see the pain they're in? Can you not see the loneliness? Can you not see the world around you? How they, they have no one to gather them and say, come on, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. That's what mom and dad God be are doing today. They're going around their community. They're going around the people and they say, we're going to be okay. Yes, that storm shook us. But we remember what's most important in our life right now, don't we? We, we have something strong. We're not alone. We're together. 
See, that's what you and I do every day. Every day, we walk around and we encourage people. We point them towards the light. We point them towards it. So what should I do? Do what Jesus did. Look closely at your community. Who needs good news? Who do you see right now that needs a little bit of encouragement? Do you know the people that live around you on the apartment building that you're in, in, in your neighborhood? Do you know the people that, that, that work in, in your office space? Do you know the people in your class? Do you know the people on your floor? Do you know the people around you? See, you and I have to pause for just a second. We have to, we have to just say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a breath. God, what would you have me see in the world around me right now? And how should I respond as you would have me respond? That's what I call the Corey Ten Boom prayer. She used to pray that. Lord, help me see the people around me today as you would have me see them and respond accordingly. She walked into a prison camp in the middle of the Holocaust, sharing Jesus every day. Folks, I think I can, I can love the people of Columbus. That's an easy assignment. See, that's the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what this is all about. Respond with compassion, not judgment or frustration over the broken hearts around you. When Jesus saw the people, he saw, oh man, the lies, the harassment that they're getting, it's not right. That's why I've come. Finally, share the kingdom message. Proclaim that God created you. Proclaim that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Christmas is your free pass to talk about God. I just love Christmas time. Why do you love Christmas time? Because of Christ, the Messiah. There are people that will never darken the doors of church, but they will come because you invite them at Christmas. I know a family a couple of years ago. I don't even know what I was doing. I said, why don't you come on Christmas Eve? Because of their cultural background, they felt like they had to come. I didn't know that. Since then, I now know that. And so I invite lots of people from their cultural background. I love it. See, some of you, you're like, sure, I'll be there. And then you're just lying to the pastor. Shame on you. Shame on you. All right. They came, but they brought their friends. And their friends started coming every Christmas Eve. Their friends moved to Pennsylvania, and then they would drive back on Christmas Eve to be here. They came with their baby one year. I remember standing back there, and they said, would you pray over our baby? And I knew they were from a different religious background. I said, you realize I'm a pastor, yeah? I said, can I pray anything I want to pray? They said, yep. All right, give me the baby. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this life. It's created by you. I pray your blessing over from the top of his head to the soles of its feet. I pray that one day this child will proclaim you, Jesus, as Lord. That he'll do well in school, be strong and healthy for your glory and your name. Amen. There you go. They kept coming to Christmas Eve for several years. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? Today, let's take a moment and just really ask for God to make us holy to consecrate us as instruments for His good. 
Lord, today we want to take a little bit of time just to to consecrate ourselves before you. Now, we know that's a big word, God, but it means that we're set apart and that we're made holy. And your scripture says that we are set apart and made holy and pleasing to you. Your word says that we are to be instruments of righteousness. Your word says that our bodies are to be a temple for your Holy Spirit. So everything that your word says is that that we are invited to be like a, a kingdom of priests that are that are holy and, and special. And so right now, God, this is what we're saying. If there's anything that needs to be cleansed, cleanse us. We know that in the days of old, when there was a temple, that it took days to consecrate the temple. And we're telling you, We want you to consecrate our lives. And if it takes days, let it be days. God, begin to remove anything from us that would make us unworthy of being a holy instrument for you. We want to serve you. And today, we want you to know we've, we've, we've said no to the world. We are part of your kingdom of light. And we present ourselves and, and we, we are so happy and excited that you would consider us worthy of being servants in the house of the Lord. And today we declare that our minds are holy for you, that our tongues are holy for you. May our words be holy and blessings wherever we go. May our eyes only look on that which is holy. May our ears only listen to what that is pleasing to you. May we sing songs of praise. May we bow before you. May we lift our hands before you. May everything about our bodies and our thought life, everything about us be pleasing to you. Let us learn to celebrate you and honor you for you are worthy in your name we pray amen hey thank you for praying with me you know i believe prayer is powerful we should pray first and ask questions later and if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry i ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com that's right yournextstepnow.com Give us your email address and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of the church next door and your next step. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. And it's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. 
Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.